don't sell yourself short. You make all the graphics for the Instagram and all the stuff that gets posted on social media. That's something. Yeah, you're saying that in two, to two graphic artists around this podcast tonight. <laughs> I make elementary school graphics and you're touting that. <laughs> I didn't that say they were there's good. Two gra- I just said... <laughs> Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 100, 13 Ghosts. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost is being trapped in a house with this podcast. Oh my gosh, it's so true. (laughs) That's probably the worst thing you could ever do. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, we could sell haunted house tickets, and all it is is you come in and you sit with us. <laughs> That's the haunted house. I would buy good haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest with us tonight for our 100th episode, um, Stephanie Malone. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks so much for having oh. me. Super excited. We're so excited to have you here. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie is our goddess because she is the editor-in-chief over at morbidlybeautiful.com. Yay. Yay. Hi, Stephanie, our goddess. <laughs> Hi. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so nice. You can't see me, but I'm waving at you. She's waving. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm waving just a couple waving. times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually, um, we're doing this from far distance away. So it's something a little bit new for us tonight. Yeah, this is our First time doing a long distance. Is this telecasting? Guest. Telecasting? Is that what they call it? It's a fancy word. Very exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> I am very excited. I think you need to pull up your times? thing that you sent us. Do I need to say yeah. how excited I am? Because... I'm chaos, and that's courage because we didn't even introduce ourselves yet. But I think after 100 episodes, you know who we are, probably. You guys might know who we are by now. I am your host, Chaos. I'm not introducing myself again. Oh, you're so mean to me. I just wanted to, I set it up so it would be all nice. And... I was like, I'm going to make fun of chaos for a minute while she's looking at this. Okay. So yeah, you're okay with it because it's going to happen. Um, so normally we fly by the seat of our pants on this show. But today, because chaos wanted to you know, impress Stephanie, Aww. we've got this great outline. It's like four pages long, people. I hate you. You guys, it's I know. so impressive. It's so impressive. I was, I was, I was trying to be, I was trying to be the organized podcast host that I truly wish I was. No, it kind of blew me away. I was like, uh oh, I am so not ready for this. (laughs) But don't worry, because chaos doesn't have it up to use it, so we're fine. Perfect, great. That makes me feel a lot better, actually. (laughs) No, it is. I'm just looking up the Rotten Tomatoes because I didn't do that yet. Well, she's doing that, Um, Stephanie. You want to tell us how Morbidly Beautiful got started? And about the site a little bit? Sure. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so I'll try to give you the short version. Um, stop me if it's not. Um, but uh, so we just celebrated our four-year anniversary. October 1st was our Yay. birthday. Um, so super excited about that. And basically, um, it's crazy. I kind of just started it on a whim. I actually had a couple of friends that were writers for another horror site. 
And it was something I had thought about for a while, but I'd never really pursued it. And they said, you know, you should really audition. You should try to be a part of this site. And so I did. I contacted the editor and she was super excited. And she said, yeah, send me your audition pieces. And I did. And then I didn't hear back from her and I kept following up. And she kept saying like, oh, like I have this family crisis or this emergency or this going on. And it just went on for a really long time. And then finally, she's like, look, I'm just going to close the site because I don't have the time for it. And I was like, great. And I had just I actually done a really couple of really cool interviews with some indie films that I was working with as a producer and um, had written a couple of pieces that I was super excited about. And I was and at the at that time, I like really thought it was going to happen and I was energized and I was ready to do it. And then it fell apart. And I and I really like honestly, in like a day, I was like, look, this is something I really want to do. I'm passionate about it. I have the skills to do this because I'm a web designer, I'm a graphic designer, I'm a writer, um, I'm a film producer. So I kind of have this diverse background and I said, I'm just going to make my own site. And when I started, it was really just me. And then I had a couple of friends that um, were from the other site that that closed, that came over and kind of wrote for me. And from there, it really just, it grew sort of exponentially. It grew in a way that I wasn't expecting, but that has been incredibly rewarding um, now we have, I think it's about now we're about 40 writers and contributors to the site, um, an incredible team, a very diverse team. Uh, we post content every single day and it's just been amazing. And every year it's growing by leaps and bounds. And it really just started out as like a passion project and now has become something that really has consumed my entire life, but in this really amazing way. Wow. It's very impressive. <laughs> that is <laughs> really <you>. cool. <laughs> That was probably the long story. I don't know how to tell that short version, but. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, what kind of stuff have you produced before? I think I might have found you on IMDb. Uh-huh. Um, so it's super indie, like really low budget stuff. Um, I mean, I'm not like a, it's not like a high end production. And a lot of the stuff that I do when I work with films is um, I do like art direction, do some design work and kind of promotion. Um, and then, you know, just help a little bit like with, um, just PR and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, a lot of like really low budget stuff, but, um, but that's the kind of stuff that I really love. Very cool. And I that am on awesome. IMDb. So yeah, I you think this is you. I think I found you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's totally her. <laughs> cool. There you are. <laughs> well, what kind of future plans do you have for the site? Oh gosh. Um, so we're really in sort of, significant growth mode right now. Um, we're in, and one of the things that has been a challenge is because I'm sort of like a one man show. Like I do, I do everything, um, behind the scenes on the site and I'm really hands on and I edit all the pieces and I post them and I create graphics. Um, and then, you know, work with the writers and collaborate on ideas. Um, so it's been sort of hard to support that growth of the site as we bring on new writers. I'm super excited because I just brought on a new managing editor who's been already amazing, who's really kind of helping, um, you know, carry a lot of the way and help really support me and take on a lot of the duties that I was doing so that I can really pursue other opportunities with growth with, I mean, we're looking at like sponsorships and partnerships. Um, we're really trying to grow our podcast network, which you guys are a part of, which is amazing. Um, trying to grow YouTube, um, really expand our content. Um, yeah. And just, um, pursue a lot of different potential opportunities that I can't talk about too much right now, but I really am excited. I see a ton of potential. um, And I really think that this next year um, is going to be huge for us. So um, really just trying to kind of pursue a lot of the stuff and 
while we maintain quality of the site and, um, you know, the integrity of the content is really important to me. So um, continually continuing to focus on bringing on great writers, focusing on great content as we expand our horizons into other opportunities as well. That's great. That is that is really cool. We're super thank happy you. to be part of the family. Yeah, so thank you for so having happy. us. Yeah, absolutely. We, you guys we absolutely love it there. So thank we, you. yeah, it's great. And I squeaked again. Whoops. You squeaked? That's okay. <laughs> I did. I squeaked. I'm a squeaker. We got to talk. If anybody's joining us for the very first time, I want I want you to sit down, whatever you're doing. Hopefully you're already sitting, but in case you're not. And we have to have a little chat. Come, come yeah. sit on my knee. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> not stop in a weird it. way. <laughs> Just shut up. Don't stop my thing. Leave it alone. I'm doing a thing here. Okay, Santa Claus, keep going. Okay, I'm into it. (laughs) The thing we got to talk about is this podcast because the thing is, there's going to be expletives. Oh, lots. Like, we're going to say fuck a lot. And a fuck lot. A fuck lot. (laughs) Like, like a huge bag of balls lot. You would just be honest. Carnage has no filter. Carnage has no filter. Chaos has no filter. That's how we work. Um, There's going to be spoilers ahead for this movie also, if you have not seen it before. I mean, it came out in 2001, so why haven't you seen it? But if you haven't and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch it and then come back and listen. Otherwise, if you don't care about spoilers, forage on ahead. And uh, I think... That's really everything that I need that you need to know, young noob. New person to our <laughs> cast. You might not be young, actually, but that's okay. Um, also know that what we do is we break the movies down. We do summaries and we do trivia and opinions and we give away arbitrary awards. So forge ahead with us. Journey into our podcast as we journey. <laughs> Oh my God! What is wrong with you tonight? <laughs> no, this is, this is good stuff. <laughs> I, it's it's episode 100. I want to do something really special. Well, that brings us into the next bracket, Cotton. It's our 100th episode. <laughs> Keep on. You're doing great. You broke me. I'm I know, okay. Sorry. I'm okay. Really. Well, it's kind of our. Uh, is it our second anniversary too? A uh, third. Is it actually because we started wow. in November of 2017, mm. and this is uh, what are you looking it's not at? How me that like works? That? What do you mean? It's November 2018 our first anniversary. 2019 is our second anniversary. Oh, I can't do. I math. know math is hard. I math know. is hard. Math it's is so hard. hard. I was like, there's three years difference there. That makes it our third year anniversary. <laughs> but no, I told somebody earlier today it was two years. You told what me. I just didn't. I didn't I, you told me three years earlier. And I'm like, I'm not going to correct you into the podcast because it'd be <laughs> funny you're that way. Wow. <laughs> asshole right here. Wow. You are just, That's... you have been in asshole mode this whole night. <laughs> Stephanie, she's been like this this whole night. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been like this her whole life. I don't know what she's talking about. You are extra assholey tonight, okay? Know, I'm sorry. It's been a long week. You just need to vent and you're taking it out on me and the podcast. Think of the listeners. Well, that's the problem, though. You, they probably think this is very funny. Probably. At, at Chaos's expense. 
Anyway. Well, how do we get started with this thing? Now that it's our 100th episode, we should probably talk about how we got started, what we learned. I didn't learn anything except to show up on time. What did you learn, though? Well, I learned that I can definitely be overprepared for things. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I learned that a podcast is a lot of fucking work. It is more than I thought, too. Mm -hmm. I thought we could just show up and do this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that is what I do. Never that mind. That is what you do, but some of us do work. No, you don't sell yourself short. You make all the graphics for the Instagram and all the stuff that gets posted on social media. That's something. Yeah, you're saying that in two, to two graphic artists that are on this podcast tonight. <laughs> I make elementary school graphics and you're touting that. <laughs> I didn't that say they were there's good. Two gra- <laughs> I just said. Oh, my God. I just said you made them, okay? All right. Do you want to get to our plans for the future so we can keep rolling? Yeah, keep let's rolling. do it. Tell, what rolling, are our plans rolling, for the future? I, my plans are just keep doing podcasts. I don't know what your plans are. Well, you know, I, I really want to do a Patreon. I think we need to do a Patreon. Can you really see people paying for this? I don't know. Maybe. I want them to. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's my thought, though. I was thinking we could do like uh, the dumpster fire episodes, you know, we were talking about. Yes, I do love a good dumpster fire. And who doesn't? And horror TV shows, because mm. you really want to do horror TV shows. I really do. I love slasher. I, I know you do. You won't watch that, though. Well, I will. I just haven't yet. Okay. Have you seen that show, Stephanie Slasher? I have not. I've heard good things, but I haven't seen it. Do you watch American Horror Story at all? Um, so I used to be obsessed with American Horror Story, um, and I've sort of fallen off recently, and I haven't watched the new season yet, which is crazy, because it looks great. That's what I heard, too. It's going to be, like, really great for, like, old 80s slasher fans, because that's what it's really geared toward. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm so excited. Is it, has it come out yet? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, like, four or five episodes in. (gasps) I think I'm just going to wait till it's done, and then just, like... Binge it? Yeah, binge it. That's so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to have to do that too because I have I have no willpower. Like I can't wait between episodes. No, I can't either. It's like I'm not from the 80s and 90s or something. Like the way yeah. I just have, I have no ex- attention span. I'm just like. It's crazy how we all got reprogrammed. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I want it now. Okay. Yeah. One episode at <laughs> a time? What is this garbage? <laughs> All right, so we should probably get into the movie. I should probably tell you about what movie we watched for our 100th yeah, let's, episode. let's talk about the movie we watched for our 100th yeah. episode. Bah, so bah, bah, bah. Just to jump in a little bit, uh, we let Stephanie pick this one. Is this your favorite horror movie? It's not my favorite horror movie, but it is up there. It's one of my favorite guilty pleasure horror movies. <laughs> okay. It is 13 Ghosts. It was done in 2001. It was an R rating. It was an hour and 31 minutes long, and it got a 5.6 on the IMDb rating. What about that oh. tomato meter? So glad that you asked. 13 Ghosts on the tomato meter. <laughs> oh, my God. As it's Stephanie said. Not good. Not good. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't imagine why. <laughs> It is a green splodge at a 15%. Critic consensus. The production design is first rate, but 13 Ghosts is distinctly lacking in scares. Audience score, 48%. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. Sad. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. What can you do? Oh, yeah. We need to do... um. 
cast. I was going to jump into my five-second summary, but... We got to do the cast before we do our five-second summary. Right, hop to it. You're so slow tonight. Let's you know, it, if you do this to me the whole episode, I will kill you. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. This is going to be for an entertaining podcast, then. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, um... <laughs> they're just going to... All of a sudden, it's just going to be Stephanie alone going, guys? Are you there? <laughs> I, I think the authorities need to be called. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Getting into the cast as chaos rushes me along. Carnage rushes me along, I, I mean. Arthur Criticos was the the eminent Tony Shaloub. From things like Monk, Wings, Galaxy Quest, and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I loved him in all of those things. I saw him in some of those things. <laughs> Kalina <laughs> was Embeth Davids from Army of Darkness, Ooh. Bridgestone's Diary, Mansfield Park, and Bicentennial Man. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rafkin was Matthew Lilliard from Scream, Descendants, Scooby Doo, and my personal favorite, she's all that. My Yay. favorite. My favorite is Serial Mom, and that's that one will show up on this podcast eventually. Oh, will it? Oh, yeah, it will. Okay. John Waters Horror. Woo-hoo. Ugh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't give me that face. I'm kidding. Okay, let's continue on then so that nothing bad happens. <laughs> Kathy was played by Shannon Elizabeth. American Pie, Scary Movie, and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Awesome. Maggie was, um, I'm going to sound like the whitest person ever saying this, Rod Digger. Rod Digger. <laughs> Soundtrack work. Soundtrack work. That's mostly what she's known for. <laughs> okay. Cyrus was F. Murray Abraham. He won an Oscar for Amadeus. And he was also on the Grand Budapest Hotel, Scarface. But my favorite is Muppets from Space. That's what he's most known for, is Muppets from Space. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Bobby was Alec Roberts. I don't have much. He was a kid, and this is the last movie he was in. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, ben Moss, the lawyer, was J.R. Bourne. Okay, so I feel really bad for this guy because I look everyone's works up on IMDb. He's been in 102 stuff, but they usually have most known for, and then they've got four little boxes. Sometimes they use those boxes. Sometimes they don't. He's known for one box, and it's like, it's not even for this movie. It's for something stupid. I don't know. He's not even known for this movie? No. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, but he's been in 102 things. Wow. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. He must play a lot of lawyers. (laughs) I feel Well, I was just thinking today that, like, lawyers do not get very much love in movies. Usually they're, like, wormy assholes. Hence the star of this one. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we have an arbitrary award nomination here for the Chad Award to the biggest douchebag goes to Ben Moss, the lawyer. Um, what do you think about that, Stephanie? I, yeah. Abs- I mean, he, he's really good at it, too. Like, he's a really good douchebag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kind of love him at this. <laughs> Very true. Agree. Okay. So Gene was Katherine Anderson. Oh, I got nothing. I I gave up after that point. Oh, okay. We did have all of our we did have all of our ghosts. Um, do you want to go through them? Yeah. Um, the firstborn son was Mikhail Spidel. The torso was Daniel Wesley. The bound woman was Laura Manel. The withered lover. Okay, well, we did that one. That's Catherine. She's Anderson. Catherine Anderson. The torn prince. 
Craig Olenek, the Angry Princess, Shauna Lawyer, the Pilgrimess, Xanth- Xantha Radley, <laughs> the Great Child, C. Ernest Hearth, the Dire Mother, Lori Soper, the Hammer, Herbert Duncanson, the Jackal, Shane Weiler, and the Juggernaut, John DeSantis. Um, Stephanie, don't you have a special connection with the Angry Princess? I do. Would you like me to tell you about it? You of course. Would love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so some people might know um, on the website, I um, I have my name, but I also use an alias, which is the Angry Princess, and it's what I use on like Instagram and Facebook. Um, and the reason that I chose her is because I kind of think that she perfectly represents the idea behind the name of the site, Morbidly Beautiful, which is all about the convergence of the beautiful and the horrific. And so the thing that's really interesting about her, um, and I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this or not, but is her, so, you know, she is basically one of the most memorable ghosts. She gets a lot of the screen time um, compared to some of the other ghosts. And people remember her because she's this tremendous beauty and because she happens to be nude the entire film. <laughs> I was going to say that too. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> really good. Um, so she's sort of this dangerous sex symbol that's really appealing, but she's also got this incredibly tragic backstory. And I don't know if you want me to like go into her backstory. Yeah, actually, could you? Cause I, I yeah. saw online that they had backstories for every ghost yeah. that they didn't talk about in the film. I'm like, Oh yeah. So that's one of the things I was going to bring up is that the film, I think that's one of the areas where it really fails is that it doesn't tell the backstories of the ghosts. But if you get the DVD, they have this documentary, this behind the scenes documentary where they go through the backstories of all the ghosts. And it's amazing. And you can find it on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, but they tell you like who all of these ghosts were in life and how they came to be part of the black Zodiac. And so she, her name was Dana Newman and she was this incredibly beautiful, like goddess, like woman, but she didn't ever think she was beautiful. And she suffered from extreme self-loathing and really low self-esteem. And this became worse because she had a string of abusive boyfriends who really like made her feel terrible. And this led her, she actually got a job working for a plastic surgeon and he paid her in breast implants and nose job and all these other unnecessary surgeries that she was addicted to. And one night when she was in the clinic alone, she actually decided that she wanted to perform surgery on herself because she wanted to correct this minor imperfection on her face that only she could see. And when she did it, she blinded herself. And after that, she decided to kill herself. She got in a bathtub and she basically mutilated herself with a butcher knife. And it's the same knife that she uses throughout the movie. And then when they found her, they commented that she was as beautiful in death as she was in life. And I always, so I love her because I always find it fascinating. Every time I talk about her and talk about why I love her, kind of the first thing most people say is like, oh yeah, she's like really hot. And <laughs> and she is, obviously she's beautiful. Um, even like with all the makeup and the scars and stuff, she's really gorgeous. And I, but I find it ironic because as a character, she really embodies the notion of the destructive quest for unattainable, perfect beauty. And so she ends up becoming like this classic tragic figure out of literature or like a doomed goddess out of Greek mythology. And I love that. I love that there's this hidden depth in a film that you wouldn't expect to find it in. And there's this hidden depth to a character that's basically eye candy. I mean, most people would watch it be like, oh, she's eye candy, but she's also like this you know, amazing, tragic figure. And I just really resonated with that. And I loved her ever since. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense now because now that I know she committed suicide, I was wondering, I'm like, it's in a bathtub, the whole scene with her and Kathy and the, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, that was probably her suicide note then, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. I'm like, why the hell is she a ghost? Sorry. Like, she's going to kill you. you did, oh, you didn't get that she had committed no. suicide? I'm not oh. very bright in case you haven't noticed that. <laughs> well, they never give you any backstory in the movie. So if you don't watch the, like, this, like, little side film they have, you have no idea really what's going on half the time, I think. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that really helps having that. So. Yeah. I wish they'd put that in. Yeah. that That is really strange. I'm really kind of floored that they have these elaborate backstories for these ghosts when you wouldn't think so because this movie is not that deep. I mean, right, exactly. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That's, I like that though. Yeah. Do you want a little summary? Could we do one of, uh, could we have one of <laughs> Carnage's famous five second summaries? Please? Oh God, I can't wait for this. Please, oh, please, oh, please. <laughs> Monk inherits a home. Things go awry. Monk inherits a home. <laughs> oh, genius. Sorry. I love it. I love it. Thank I think you. I just chair squeaked for everyone, too. <laughs> for but I love it. Was that it. like your chair clapping for me? It squeaked. The, yeah, that was absolutely what that was. And not that I desperately need WD-40. <laughs> I'll let you two get into the real summary. <laughs> Let's do it. I am so prepared for this real summary because I didn't want to forget things. <laughs> Except you're going to have to help me. I, I kind of feel like the five second summary covered the whole thing. That's <laughs> 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 the whole plot right there. Yep, it's over. <laughs> Wrap it up. We now. can just do it like that. Let's yeah, go for drinks. So this guy inherits his house and he goes there and it turns out that it's actually a machine and everyone kind of, well, no, nobody dies. And Yeah, people die. What are you like, talking about? No oh, one dies. Matthew Lillard dies. And the lawyer Ben. He doesn't count. Kalina dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of the unimportant characters die i don't know and then like you know nothing really happens and everybody just goes back to their old lives at the end of the day and... really is that how it goes yeah that's how it goes my god do the real summary come on <laughs> oh, you hate I this movie mind. i know you do so what i don't hate this movie don't be so judgy you're, you're... <laughs> says says me says chaos without irony look i have to tell you that when i rewatched this film um because i've seen it a lot but i rewatched it before this podcast so i'd be fresh and i watched it with a friend who had never seen it before and i had never I'd never watched it with somebody who hadn't seen it before and i guess i guess i've like you know i'm so used to it that it all just seems normal to me when i watch it and watching it with somebody for the first time like the way that he was like wait what the hell is going on what is this what's happening why is this happening like it was it was delicious it was like and i i realized like i knew the whole time i knew that this isn't a great film objectively it's not well written or well executed particularly but i just have this like crazy love for it but um but yeah watching it with somebody who kind of expected to have see a real film it like, makes any sense i'm like i know but that's okay sounds like you watched this film with my mom i mean that sounds exactly like- <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty great i was like wait i don't understand what you don't get this is this makes perfect sense yeah movie really is it's movie. exactly simple right <laughs> i mean there yeah. it's funny there are some things that are like okay so they put some thought into this like i mean yeah. it's very different from the original richard castle Yes. Uh, or William Castle. I always want to call him Richard Castle. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Snort and shake your head. Like you even know who that is. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> you have to know who William Castle is. 
I meant William Castle, oh, not no, Richard I... Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan oh. Fillion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm dying. I think. I think. We're already off the rails. <laughs> Carnage is just making the cut motion with her hand. I don't know what's happening. I'm fine. No, I'm back. It's cool. It's cool. I'm here. <laughs> what, what's the difference between you? You've both seen the original. I have not. Yes. Yes. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me about the original. Oof. Well, the original is like a lot simpler. I mean, William Castle films were as much as I like them. They were, um, what do I want to say? Yeah, they were all gimmicky. They were all just about getting kids' butts in seats in theaters. And, like, he would do all kinds of crazy things to, um, to, to scare kids in the theaters. Like, he'd have, like, uh, you have to sign a waiver, a health waiver, in case you die when you watch this movie. Or, (laughs) or, um, like, uh, he'd have, Skeletons in the skeletons theater. in the theater. Yes, That's cool. The um, yeah. he make the chairs sh- like the seats shake. You know, Aww. yeah. He did all kinds of crazy gimmicks like that, and he just put out kind of real simple movies, but they were good. Like House on Haunted Hill, the original. Oh, was okay. a William Castle movie. Gotcha. Another one they remade about this time. Yeah. Yes, we did that yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. The remake. We did the we remake. Yeah, the we haven't done the Vincent Price version yet. No, which we need Um, to. The and and that's where they got the idea for the glasses that are such a huge part of the film. I mean, they actually like I think did a much more clever job with it in the remake. But yeah, in the original, that was the gimmick is that um, every time like the screen kind every time the ghosts appeared, the screen would kind of go blue, and you would have these glasses that were like three D glasses, except they were stacked, and you had the blue and the red, and you were supposed to look with both eyes through one color. And if you believed in ghosts, you were supposed to look through the red and then it intensified the ghosts on the screen. And if you didn't believe in ghosts, you looked through the blue and it sort of subdued them in case you were scared. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And so that was the gimmick. And that's that's the part, really one of the only parts that they really carried over um, in any really significant way into the remake. That's cool. Kind of like an homage to it. So that's nice. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess I'll jump in. Do you want me to jump in? Jump in. I'll jump in a little bit. So we were welcomed. This was my first time watching it was was when you suggested Stephanie. So I will say that was my first time ever. Um, I know you both had watched it before, but uh, we open up to a junkyard. And yes. Cyrus and Dennis are trying to capture a ghost, which can I just say, I love the bait of the semi-truck gushing blood. Yes. yes. Wasn't that It's cool? such a good scene, right? I it love is. that scene. It's fantastic. It's nonsense, but it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're there to catch the juggernaut, which um, I thought it was, you learn that Dennis is a psychic right away through. Um, the different visual cues, like he touches the ground. He's like, you told me you'll be killed. You know, true Matthew Lillard whiny. At first when I saw this, I was like, oh, great. It's Matthew Lillard at his whiniest. You told oh, me you'll be killed. Say that things. like it's a bad thing. I, I just don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like in this, the end part I, of Scream. Really? You don't like it, Matthew Lillard? No, I, I do when he's not being all whiny. Oh, when, so when he gets you tell well, me were his problem <laughs> is that he goes whiny. I know. Yeah, he does. I, you know, I just he doesn't always though. Like I don't think he ever went real whiny in Serial Mom. 
That I've was, never seen it. So. See that that one was like the first thing I ever saw him in, and I just absolutely loved that movie. And so, like, I just have this special place in my heart for Matthew. Lillard. Like, he can just do no wrong. Yes, he's being a yeah. whiny bitch, and I'm mad about it, but I still love him. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, yeah, but he touches the ground. He could tell how many of the juggernaut has killed. And oh yeah, I yeah. That's how you know he's a psychic that. right he's away. Like, uh, like a touch empath or something. Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, something like that. But he tries to touch Cyrus, and Cyrus, don't touch me. Stranger danger. Molester. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> or something. <laughs> anyway, so they're trying to catch the juggernaut, which you can see the juggernaut just kills everyone in his path. Oh, it's cool. It's great. Everyone. Everyone. Which you think he kills Cyrus. He definitely, you think he kills Damon, too. Well. Damien? Damon? Who? Kalina's partner. Oh, yeah. Using air quotes. You didn't so you mention Kalina him. and Damon. We mentioned Kalina. I didn't Did care we? enough about Damon. Because he dies right away. I don't yeah, know. No he, one cares. He, nobody, he, I don't think he even has a speaking line. He just like, or he says, yeah, or something. I don't know. He, just, <laughs> <laughs> he gets killed off right away. It doesn't matter. Um, but um, Cyrus ends up getting killed as well quote quote unquote. air quote killed we'll come back to that later <laughs> a bunch of people well a bunch of the team that comes out there it's really cool how they have like this whole team of people it kind of reminds me about like the beginning of jurassic park when they're transferring the raptor it's like they've got the the cage you know the thing the pen that's yes. gonna hold them and they're like luring them into the pen and 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 they're i don't know it's it's like they're Capturing ghosts instead of dinosaurs. That's what it reminded yeah, me of. I never thought of that. <laughs> I don't know. But I can see it. Maybe I'm just weird. Yeah, it's a really violent, I think, pretty well executed opening scene. Yeah, I like it as far as opening scenes go. But somebody should be shouting, Shooter! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after you see Cyrus is killed, you then go to this flashback of family with the Criticos family. And through voiceover, you find out that Jean died in a fire. That's basically all you get from that voiceover. Yeah. The mom died it's in a, a fire. It's such a really weird tonal shift, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. so yeah. jarring. You go from that opening, like, brutal kind of violent scene to this, like, really weird montage, happy family, then super tragic it's crazy <laughs> it is and it's not just happy family it's like the happiest family yes. the most picturesque idyllic like, like hallmark yeah. moments you're just like what is this and then all of a sudden the wife's dead and yeah. she's screaming in torture as she burns to death among the flames so this part on our first argument <laughs> oh no which i'm gonna ask stephanie's opinion okay oh boy so you see the house burned down. Well, you don't see it, but you, the house burned down. The wife died, blah, blah, blah. They're in a little apartment with a nanny, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I said, you're, I think chaos said, you said they didn't have insurance or something like that. I said they probably went medically bankrupt from having to deal with the wife living for days on end. Right? You're like, they don't have any money. Is that what you said? We had an argument about what? this. It was like three weeks ago. You're like, they didn't have any money. Why did they hire a nanny? I'm like, well, they yeah. probably went medically bankrupt. That's why they're living in the. So how do they have a how how do they have the money to hire a nanny? That's exactly why my friend asked. Like, why in the world would they have a nanny live in nanny 
which is not cheap. And but then like the focus is on how poor they are and how destitute. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Like, I think they're more, they're supposed to be more poor than like I am. I could not afford a nanny. I don't have children. I was going to say, yeah. what do you need a nanny for? Well, my cats, and, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. Well, and they imply that she's not a good nanny at all. When they don't die, they like, basically tell you that she's not a good nanny. So I guess like they're getting her on the cheap, but still like, I don't even know why they need a nanny because the kids are pretty grown How for the Bobby? most part. I don't know how old Bobby is, but like his sister is definitely old enough well, to be like watching. Well, she's like twenty six. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. He's like what ten, twelve. I'm terrible with ages, but yeah, he's he's not a. Well, he's small probably child. pursuing his master's degree at some <laughs> university while he acts in the on the side. Oh, I love your note here. Maggie, nanny, sassy, kind of pointless, but they wanted an urban draw. <laughs> well, I read that. <laughs> oh, you did read that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I read that, yeah. <laughs> that poor Maggie. Like just, just there for comic relief. And <laughs> and in the original, they had a, house, a live-in housekeeper. So I yeah. guess maybe that's, you know, to create that tie. But even though there's, like, really no connection outside of that. Oh, maybe she was there before the fire. Maybe they didn't hire her after the fire. Maybe she's like part of the family. She they stuck can't let with her go. them through the fire and they couldn't let her go because how could you do that? If she sticks oh with you God. through a fire. <gasps> Genius. There we go. We got an answer. Maybe, they're like going bankrupt, you. but they're still, <laughs> they still have the nanny because they can't let her go. Anyway, so Ben, the lawyer, as we call him, Ben Moss, the lawyer, Ben Moss, the lawyer, he shows up to save them because, hey, Uncle Cyrus died. And left them this huge house. Yay, they're saved. Yay, we are saved. Which they show up to this house. And I gotta say, set. I know I always say this. The set design on this thing, fucking awesome. The house was Amazing. cool. Yeah. Like, the etch glass. Even if it was done factory. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't CGI etch glass. It no, was no. At least factory. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It was beautiful. Yeah. I want to live in that house. I mean, <laughs> minus the ghosts. Yeah, well, right. Naturally, yeah. Just saying. Or you could just live in the library all the time and be like, I have all these deadly ghosts around me all the time. Come on over and we'll play DDR. It'll be great. Okay, that'd be pretty hard to explain to work. Like, I can only get out of the house when the house cycles back to let me out of the house. <laughs> so I can't work on a regular schedule. I work on the house's schedule. <laughs> Sorry could, about you. You could work from home. It'd be fine. <laughs> You could like start getting the ghosts to help you with your workload. It would be fine. Yeah, you could get the angry insurance. princess Great. making calls, and she would be amazing. <laughs> get the juggernaut to bully people into buying life insurance. Yeah, <laughs> you want this, or I'll come after you. See, perfect. I'll kill your whole family. Oh wait, that's the point of life insurance. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so they show up at this gorgeous, immaculate machine of a house. To find Dennis in an electrician's outfit. And oh, my God. He's a dumbass. He gets into the house with a lie. A horrible, horrible lie. He's like, yeah, I'm totally an electrician, and I need to go into your house for some reason. <laughs> Which he then scurries down to the basement while Ben Moss, the lawyer, is explaining everything to Arthur and finds the ghosts. Dennis finds the ghosts down there oh, instead shit. of the money he wanted. Oh, shit, Scoob. I had to try. I can't do it. <laughs> 
so do it again. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> no, no, no. It was terrible. I won't do it again. That was pretty good. <laughs> so he comes back to warn Arthur. Meanwhile, the kids are doing not what they're supposed to do, and just roaming around the house. Yeah, he's like, "Stay right here and don't move," and they just immediately leave. Of course they do. Which, I love it. Can we talk about Kathy in the bathroom scene? Yes. Let's talk about the bathroom scene. What the fuck, man? I love that scene. <laughs> Who washes their face that much? Would would right? Just gonna keep washing my face over and over, over and over and over <laughs> in slow motion. Yeah. Oh my god! And if only she put on those glasses, she would just see the blood everywhere. It'd be great. I know. Didn't you want her to put them on so bad? <laughs> I was just like, put the glasses on. It's visually such a good scene, though. But yeah, it's it is. Again, set design amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that uh, the mechanism that you you see it from the get go, the mechanism, I think it's the first floor, like the main foyer or it's yeah. the main clock, I guess, or the Zodiac. Or it's, oh, on the on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. That thing is awesome. Like with that, the inlaid parquet or whatever it is. Yeah. So Dennis comes up to warn Arthur. Ben, the lawyer, goes to get his money. Now, ladies, was this pre-planned by Cyrus? That he told Ben the Moss, the lawyer, to go get this money once he was done. Right. Like, he totally had that set up so that when uh, Ben Moss, the lawyer, grabs the handle. I don't know if he told him or he just, like, knew that he was going to get the money, you know, because he's a slimy lawyer. See, that's what <laughs> I was thinking, too. I'm like, I thought he was stealing. I'd be like, oh, you stole the money and now this is starting. Yeah, like, he's kind of like, I know you're going to steal this money, so haha. I mean, I don't know. They don't explain it. But I think he knew and he just was like setting him up. Nice. He knew somebody would take it. Him, Dennis, the kids, anyone. Yeah, somebody would take it. And uh, then they let the angry princess out. Yep. (gasps) Which, yeah, it starts this this machine, which the house is just one big machine, I guess. Turns out it's not a house at all. It's a death machine. Dun, dun, dun. Death machine. What? Nothing. No, just keep going. No, you're just rubbing your head like you have a headache or something. I... I've been here for two hours. Of course I have a headache. <laughs> My company does this to you. Is that what you're saying to me right yep. now? I love you, too. We're bestest friends. All right. Now look. So I think we need to talk about what happens to the lawyer, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Can you tell us about that, please? Because I love that part. Oh, my God. It's like one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, yeah. So he's so when he goes into the basement to get the money, he's like taunting the ghost and he taunts the angry princess and he says, hey, like nice tits. And it's really like, you know, rude and degrading. And then um, when he goes to lift the briefcase with the money, then it starts this chain reaction that starts unleashing the ghost. And she's the first one to get released. And then suddenly she's there and he's like, oh, crap. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Um, And she basically backs him into like into an area like where the like glass closes on him and splits him in half. And he like the front of him like slides down in this like beautiful slow motion sequence. Super gorgeous (laughs) and amazing. And she's standing there like all naked with the knife just looking at him and. Um, it's kind of this like brilliant scene um, that is, I think, one of the best in the film. But yeah, and you get to see like yes. the sleazy lawyer die in this great way. And I love that it's her that does it. And yeah, it's great. 
pretty great. <laughs> she doesn't even have to use the knife on him or anything. She just backs him into yeah. a wall. And it's like this weirdly feminist moment, you know, where he's like, <laughs> and she's like, cool. Uh, it's great. I like even better when Rod Tigger comes back. She goes, what, Maggie? She goes, what, the lawyer split? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love a good pun. And, like, she's nice. so casual when she sees him, like, split in two, like, which has like, got to be this, like, incredibly horrific sight in real life. She's just like, oh. And, when like, when she sees him dead, she's like, it's just she's so casual about it. Like, it's nothing. I'm like, what is happening? That is a little weird. There's, like, no yeah. <laughs> She's just like, oh, punchline? Okay. Cool. <laughs> What? There's yeah, there's a few moments in, there's a few moments in this movie like that. Yeah, quite a few. So after this oh, I have like I like how you have Dennis might be the marigold. Dennis might be the marigold. <laughs> or <laughs> that's like a heading, yeah, I know. <laughs> so great. Um I don't think Dennis is the marigold because he's got more parts no. than just the I decided he's not the Marigold. I actually, I think somewhere further down in my notes, I give it to someone else. Okay, good. Yeah, I think I give it to... uh, Kalina? Kalina, yes. Kalina. Because she does end up feeding them a lot of information. And then she... Well, not to jump too far ahead, but then she's like, with Cyrus. Spoiler, Jesus. Spoiler. Just kidding. <laughs> but she doesn't, but then she won't do what he asks her to. Yeah. So she doesn't really do anything in the movie except okay. for tell people stuff. So I think she's the marigold, actually. Right. Yeah. I could get on board with that. Well, before Colleen even comes in, Dennis is trying to collect his family to leave. Can't find Bobby. Someone left the little boy all by himself. Yeah, all of a sudden Maggie's like, well, whoops, I don't know. Like, you know, it's hard to move around in this place. And he got away from me. What do you want? <laughs> Which he then finds the torso and the bound woman. Awesome. Ugh. I want to find out the, I want to know all of these ghost backstories. I know, now. we're going to look at them later. I yeah, know where. definitely, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. It's like 12 minutes or something. It's really short, but it's good. It helps a lot. I definitely bet. I think it will definitely because even just the Angry Princess helped a lot. So yeah, that was really yeah. cool. So they go to look for Bobby because he's separated, and they they split up. Because what do you do in a horror movie? But split you up, split up makes the most yeah, sense. You have to. I know. Cover the most ground that way, right? Mm-hmm. Well, while Arthur and Kathy they run into the jackal, and that's when Kalina shows up to help them get Kathy out of the jackal's clutches. Although then they turn their backs. And the jackal is great. The jackal's great. Yeah. yeah. I I love the jackal. It's such good like makeup effects and, and I also like love how they're like of course the like jackal's like ripping her shirt and stuff and like exposing her <laughs> yeah. bra and everything. It's like of course. <laughs> it's a, get a little like TNA with this. What is Shannon Elizabeth? I mean she's kinda known for that, you know. <laughs> course, I'm surprised yeah. she wasn't the angry princess. Right. Really? Shannon Elizabeth. American Pie? I don't think she could pull it off. You I, never saw American Pie. I never Pie. saw American Pie. Okay, never mind. She's totally, yeah. She's known for, like, being Body naked. positive? Huh? Body positive? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, nice. she's that. She's known for being body positive in American Pie. That's exactly it. 
<laughs> I'm getting this look. Oh my God. I'm not slut shaming her. I'm just saying. No, no I know you're okay. not. Oh, I didn't say you were. No, she's a sexy, sexy girl, and people like to see. People like to see her. So, yeah. <laughs> so the jackal. Um, Kalina shows up and helps them battle the jackal. They narrowly escape from the jackal, and then Kathy's just gone. Like they turn around and she's just gone. So after that, Arthur obviously now believes in the ghosts that are here. And his new plan is to find the kids and get the fuck out of this puzzle box mansion. That was in my notes. I because I'm nice. prepared. <laughs> but then the hard thing is, well, he still hasn't found Bobby and all of the walls are shifting around and you need those glasses to see the ghosts. So um they i think kalina who tells them somehow they figure out that the library is um like safe i thought well so there's like the inscription on the glass and the inscription is like latin that's like a spell that it's a barrier spell and i think the library is like fully encased in these barrier spells yeah, and the um, it's the only do- room that doesn't shift. It's protected by spells. So uh, they all go there, but then Dennis has a psychic vision, and um, the the jackal attacks Arthur again. Um, but Dennis Dennis is able to throw Kalina's flare at the ghost and make it run away. And then this is where I said that maybe Kalina was the marigold because she takes this turn. She starts explaining this is in a house. It's a complex machine that Cyrus built. No kidding. Yeah. Designed by a possessed 15th century astronomer. And its whole purpose is to open the ocularis infernum, which is the eye of hell. Which allows someone to see everything in the past and future, on heaven and earth, the blessed and the damned. Deep. So deep. I don't, I mean, it seems like a lot of work just to be able to see the past and the present. I think it just basically makes you like omnipotent and all powerful and you sort of have like, like the world at your fingers. Oh. I think we're too lazy to do this because we would not go to all this work even to be that. Yeah, because I'm like, this is... <laughs> it, yeah, it's quite an undertaking. You would be... Okay, let me see. You would be an omnipotent god, but you have to do... Look at all this work he did. I just... I don't know. You have like, to spend all this money, like, capture all these ghosts. Capturing the ghosts is one thing. Then you got to design their containment field. Then you got to and... trap a family inside <laughs> of it, trick them to suicide them. I mean, it's a whole thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll just continue to not be omnipotent. You got all excited at this point, didn't you, in your outline? Because you went all caps lock on I, us. I did get a little excited with my notes here. I was just, I was a caps lock frenzy at this point. My brain was just out in the stratosphere. Was it, at this point, was this like anger that you're writing this? We're like, <laughs> damn this movie. Like, what the fuck is happening? Cyrus is alive! <laughs> That's how my friend was watching it. They were just like outraged at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I think it's when Kalina's marigold and everything. Yeah. That you find out that Jean is the dead wife is the ghost number four. Yeah. Which yeah. explains who is calling out to Bobby in the basement saying, go away. Right. Get away. Get away. Don't follow him. Well, Although, we, like, we didn't mention that. I guess this early. So I was like, oh, it's his mommy. Yeah. I mean, you kind of figure it must be, but 
just that good. <laughs> and Arthur also figures out he's got to sacrifice himself and be the 13th ghost. Hey, title. Yeah, which do they ever explain why there needs to be 13 ghosts in the Black Zodiac when there's only 12 ghosts or 12 ghosts? There's only 12 things in the Zodiac. Like, why is there? Did they ever explain that? There would be 13 instead of 12? Like, because 13 is an unlucky number? And They just explained that the 13th, so they have the 12, which are the actual, like, ghosts that they capture. And then the 13th has to be this, like, pure sacrifice that's the only ghost that's created out of love. So, which is, like, the most powerful blah, blah, blah thing. Um, so that's really the only thing they explain is that, like, all the other ghosts, like, die these tragic, horrible deaths and have these, like, terrible backstories. But the 13th ghost has to be, like, this pure sacrifice. Which it is sounded tragic. better than the 12th ghost, too. 12th ghost. Yeah. And, it yeah. sounds better than 12th ghost. So where do we go from here, ladies? Uh, well, let's see. We did we say Arthur's dead wife Jean is ghost number four? Yes, we did. Okay, and the kids are in grave danger. Just and Arthur case. is the thirteenth ghost. And Arthur is the thirteenth ghost. Okay, great. Has to sacrifice himself to save his children. And Cyrus is not dead. We like have that reveal. Cyrus oh, yeah. is not dead, and Kalina is a traitor. But even though she's a traitor, she still won't doesn't want to hurt children. So Cyrus has her crushed crushed to yeah. death. It's, they have a weird relationship, and he's like super, like abusive and mean to her. And she's like, "Oh, yeah. I love you!" And yeah, really gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah, she has not a good character at all. No, she's a terrible character. Oh, she's yeah. like, like I just cringed when when she showed up because I knew exactly what she was going to be like. like and, I know, oh. and they like play her, and it's so frustrating because they, her whole arc is like she's like this badass, and she's kind of like um, Laura Croft, and she's like got the you know. What the, what are they called? The um, things that she's throwing? I can't even think of the, the flares. Yeah, she's throwing flares. The silver flares. Like, yeah, all just being this total like you know hero. And then when it's revealed that she's with Cyrus and that she's in love with him, and she just turns into this like super weak and super just like awful. Like she's just like anything you want. I did everything for you, and it's so gross. Like I hate what they did with her. The mm-hmm. stereotypical yes. simpering woman. Yes. Oh. Ugh. I actually get a visceral reaction. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yes. I was kind of glad when they put her out of her misery and killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Too. I don't like that. So she's so good. She won't put kids in danger. Is it because I want to put kids in danger that I'm horrible then? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. That makes you a bad person, I think. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> glad I could clear that up for it you. Does. Thank you very much. Oh my god! Do you want to wrap this movie up for us? Because yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much to the end of the greatness. Matthew requires... has to die. Greatness requires sacrifice. Yes, it does. He keeps you want to saying... kill off? Cyrus keeps saying that. I don't know. Do you want to kill off Matthew Lillard? I would love to kill off Matthew Lillard. Do it. Let's do it. You're dead, Matthew Lillard. Okay, no. <laughs> Dennis and Arthur face the the prince, okay. then the hammer, and then the juggernaut, who then basically breaks dennis in half it's well, pretty great it's really great actually because dennis does something not whiny for once he they have this piece of glass that has some of the spell on it and they're using it as like a block to keep the ghosts away from them so he wedges um what's his arthur. face arthur into a corner and then uses the the piece of glass to block him off and then he gets killed by the juggernaut and saves arthur's life don't put baby in the corner 
You're shaking your head at me. I'm like, no, I've got this right. Don't no, I? you don't put baby in the corner. <laughs> no, no. Oh, wrong movie. Sorry. So you do put Arthur in the corner, though. Yeah, and it's and Arthur's like freaking out, and he's like does this really like noble thing where he's like, I've been looking for a reason for a long time to kind of do the right thing, or I can't remember what he says exactly, but basically he does this like really noble self sacrifice. Um, and it's pretty. I think it's pretty well played. I mean, like I felt a little something when he died. I he's did. the only one that I felt anything. Couldn't he have technically been the thirteenth ghost because he sacrificed himself out of love? I mean, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of there's actually like sixteen ghosts or something in the end. There's, there's a lot. There's a yeah. yeah. I I wanted. I, I agree with you on that one. I think he would have qualified that like, sacrifice part. You know, I, I think that I should have opened right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oops. Uh, I guess you shouldn't have sacrificed yourself for me because <laughs> it made the hell machine open. Whoops. So, yeah, we see Kathy and Bobby stuck together. So, yeah, somehow Kathy and Bobby got got stolen by people instead of killed by ghosts. And they ended up in the middle of the floor with parts of the floor turn out to be these evil death spinny blade things. And they're swooping all around the kids and the kids are in danger. So Arthur's like, what do I do? And he jumps across. (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I just had something go through my head. The blades on the house go round and round, round and round. <laughs> Sorry. I had too much coffee. The wow. <laughs> I lost chaos. Sorry about that. I'm oh. sorry. Chaos will be I'll stop right interrupting. Back. Keep going. I'll punish myself. Now go. Do we need to talk about Cyrus's death? Yeah, we do need to talk about Cyrus's death because I wrote it down. <laughs> I think Stephanie should talk about Cyrus's death. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, oh yeah, so you have, I see I'm looking at your notes now. So you do have it where Maggie comes and starts like messing with the machine, basically doing this like remix on it. Yeah. Because they're playing like this Latin chant to like call the ghosts. And she starts, like, messing with all the, like, levels and stuff. And then the ghost, it frees the ghost from the spell that's got them, like, wrapped, like, around this eye. And then they go after Cyrus. And basically take him and throw him into the, like, spinny blades that are around the circle. And chop him into little pieces. He did. Yeah. Flaying alive. And that's why you need Radiga. That's right. Right there. Yes. She can do a little yes, queen. DJ, DJ remixing on the Latin chants. So Arthur saves the kid. The house shatters around them. Everyone says goodbye. And ending scene, Maggie quits. <laughs> I love the ending scene when Maggie's just like, fuck all y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bitches, I'm out. I mean, it's, it's, it's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then starts rapping over. She's going to become a rapper now. She's she is no a rapper. A bad nappy. Na- nappy. Nanny. I can't talk. She is a rapper. No, I mean in real life. That's oh, what she's going to do. She's going to quit as a nanny and become a rapper. Oh, I see. Yeah, in so the yeah. movie. Okay. I'm like, yeah. But she is a rapper. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, so any trivia that we have? Oh, girl, I left that to you. Do you see what I did this week? <laughs> you, you didn't do nearly enough. I mean, I understand this. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Stephanie, do you have any trivia? I did, I did not look up any trivia other than just... The backstories. Um, I no, I don't. 
I only really have three pieces that were of interest. Um, the first one, the angry princess's makeup took five hours. Oh, <gasps> that sucks. I would have not thought she yeah. would have been the longest makeup time, but she was. Wow. I would have thought for sure it would have been like the jackal. The jackal. Yes. Yeah. No, right. it was the angry princess. Wow. Yeah. The torso was actually a double amputee that were a special black hood that they could make his head digitally removed. So he actually, actually didn't have amazing. any arms. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then... It's like really cool. The the ghost design is kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. They had a lot of thought put into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as the story kind of lacked, they kind of put their, their creative juices other places, I feel like. Yeah. And I will say trivia, like, it's none of these, like, all the ghosts that are in the original are completely different. Like, there's no crossover. It's the totally different backstory, totally different everything. So, yeah, they built all of that from scratch. That's kind of impressive, though, when you think about it. Mm -hmm. They they did put a lot of thought in that part. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last piece I have is that the etching on the house, the the barriers, they're actually the Lord's Prayer when it's, when you read it Mm. in Latin. So, yeah. And that's all I have for trivia. How about opinions, ladies? <laughs> Stephanie, this was your pick. Do you want to go first? Best film ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this is one thing I was telling my friends. So, like, for the longest time, I, for some reason, I love this film. And and I will tell you, like, in all honesty, it's objectively bad. It's kind of garbage. But um, it's like I equate it. It's like junk food for me. It's like, I know it's bad and it's like not, you know, quality by any means, but it's like tastes so good and it's super, it's just super entertaining. It's super fun. Um, I love the production design. I love the look of the ghosts. Um, I really love, I don't know, this is controversial with this group, but really love Matthew Lillard. I think that like it would be a totally different film without him. Um, And yeah, it's just for some reason, it's just like this guilty pleasure. But for the longest time, I thought I was like the only person who liked this film and I would always be really shameful about it. And every time like I would post about it, like when I first started getting on social, I'd be like, I'm so sorry, but I could re- I'd be really apologetic about liking this film. And then I discovered this huge, that it has this huge cult following and that a lot of people really love this film. Um, and it's not good, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know, there's something about it that's super charming and I just kind of adore it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's for me, it's it's the right formula. It's the right mix of uh, passion like that's put into the project and badness. Like when you when you mix like sincerity and passion and um, badness, total failure, Great effort. Yes, exactly. It's I love those movies. Well, it's kind of like they had all this budget and they used it all on special effects and scenery. And they're like, oh, crap, we don't have any more money for the script. Sorry. Yeah. Terrible. We wrote it in two days. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's (laughs) that's the thing. And it's like it's a shame because it's like all of these really kind of pretty smart, creative ideas that just are not well executed in most cases. So it's got an amazing amount of potential. It doesn't ever quite live up to it, but um, I still find it kind of endearing. Oh, definitely. And for me, honestly, Matthew Lilliard makes this film. He does. I agree. I mean, even though I don't like Matt, it was at first when I was like, whiny Matthew. Oh God, it's not this whole way, the whole film. And he wasn't. Once they got to the house, he was totally chill. Yeah. And I can appreciate a chill Matthew Lilliard. Yeah. And he did have some great lines. 
Oh yeah. You'll love him in Serial Mom too. Seriously, I can't, wait. I can't stop talking about that movie. But guess what we're watching next? No, guess what we're watching next? No, what I have we... my next like five movies picked out. It's fine. Oh, five movies already. Oh my god, just do like a whole month of Matthew Lillard. Like that could be like. The oh next my season. gosh, I want to do it. I'm living for this now. <laughs> <laughs> this to happen. Can we talk about uh, Comita's nose ring for a second? Oh my god, <laughs> I wanted to rip it out of her oh, face. Wow. <laughs> Fakest nose ring ever. Yes. Oh. Oh. That's really all I had to say. That's all I really want to talk about. It's so horrible. <laughs> You're like, can we talk about this? And then we all just sit here and we're like, <laughs> Except for we're not talking about it. <laughs> I thought yeah. they Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, you go. I was just gonna say she was a terrible character, and I hated yes. everything yes. about her. But that's about no, that's it. even more to hate her is the nose ring. That's why I don't like her at all is the nose ring. Yeah. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought F. Murray Abraham was a good pick. I was kind of surprised he did this yes. movie. It's like, how do you yeah, win an Oscar and then go to this? I mean, are you have a coke habit that you're trying to keep up, or what's the deal here? <laughs> I was confused. But there was a lot of coke going on at the at this behind the scenes on this movie. Allegedly. We gotta say that so we don't get sued. Allegedly. And he probably got a nice paycheck and he didn't have to show up for very long. He's not in the film that much, so he probably showed up for a day, like collected a paycheck. He's like, I bought my daughter a car, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Our motto, it's fine. Or maybe he's a big horror fan and he thought this was amazing. Mm. Probably it's not. That but could be never nice. know. <laughs> He's like secret horror fan. The script is so good. <laughs> oh, are we ready to rate? Let's shall. Stephanie, you're our, our special guest for the hundredth episode. How would you like to rate this? Out of ten. Now, our, oh, out of ten. Oh God, is this like a rating for how good the film is or how much I loved it? We kind of average the two. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um. I feel bad saying this. Um, I'm going with the seven. Okay, respectfully. Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 gonna help you out there because I'm right there with you, like a seven point four three. I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. I'd watch it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um nobody's actually allowed to do anything other than like full numbers or half steps, but for some reason Carnage does her own thing. I'm special, damn it. I've never heard anybody give something a point four three. That's oh, great. Yeah. It's very specific. She does it just to irritate me. One of many things I do. What's your rating? My rating? I think I will give it a six and a half because it's better than The Strangers. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you ready for some fanfic, ladies? Yeah. Yes. We have 13 fanfics. That's ironic. Um <laughs> Or weird. Not really ironic, just weird. And the crossovers include Monk, which I'm very pleased about. Oh my gosh. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Um, Twilight. Oh. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer among the top ones. Vampires trapped in a uh, glass cube machine mansion. Buffy and Willow clean up after the destruction of the Oculus, actually. Ocularis oh. Infernum. Yeah. I was talking about Twilight. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll read the Twilight one for you because I know that's your you most know, favorite movie ever. No. You know how 
Well, you know how I hate that movie so it's much. It's mature. I can't read it. Hold on. Oh, no. I don't know why, why they blocked me from mature fix. I don't because you're not mature. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Kathy's been through some hard times. Her family wants to start, her family moves to start anew. But will her past come to haunt her? Rated M for violence language and maybe some lemons later on. Read if you want to know. And everything's misspelled horribly. Who it's the great. fuck is Kathy? Uh, oh, Shannon Elizabeth's God. character. The oh. daughter. She like the most important character. Yeah, in the film. you don't even remember her, do you? Of course. No, I was just I thought I thought there was somebody in <laughs> Twilight named Kathy. I was so confused. I don't how no they probably mix Kathy with what the fuck's his name? Robert Pattinson's character. That's probably where they get the lemons from. I don't know. Okay, because I'm like thinking like where's the thirteen ghost part? Oh right, Kathy. I was thinking Kathy was Twilight. I don't know no. why. Don't no. ask me why. It doesn't say anything about Twilight, it just mixed with Twilight, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking vampires, and instead it's about Kathy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. Should we pimp things and get out? Should we make our own fanfic? I mean, usually we only do that when there is none, but I'm kind of starting to like making, you know, like I like make doing it. Fanfic. Like, especially with our special guest, Stephanie. Mm. We got to we gotta make our own fanfic. Stephanie, who, who should we pair? Oh, God. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. What I'm going to pair Orange? Arthur and Dennis. Arthur and Dennis. That's why Arthur saves that. De- uh, Dennis saves Arthur. He's falling in love with him. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, are we shipping? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Dennis and Jean oh, fight it out. Oh, so Dennis and Jean fight it out. I like this. <laughs> so who loved Arthur more? Yeah, the more crack your ship is, the better. Yeah. That's how it goes. Oh, Definitely. Wow. We used to write fanfic. Oh, God, way back in the day. Like, way back in the like, day, yeah. In real life? Like, in real yes. life, yes. Wow. And uh, Scary, so right? so we know all about shipping, amazing. yeah. <laughs> and, and is this available to read? Because I need to read it immediately. Uh, no, uh, no, no, we deleted it off the internet. <laughs> I think mine is still out there, but I don't even know how to find nope, it. mine's not. <laughs> you really, okay, this is what we need to add to the site. Like find them immediately <laughs> if you guys can work on that, that'd be great. <laughs> no we'll make up some original ones. Yes. All right, you ready to pimp some stuff? All right, I gotta say my end piece, and then we'll get out. So, um, well, I'll just start off by saying we are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Radio Network. Yay! Yay! And uh, we love it there. So everybody should go to morbidlybeautiful.com and check out all of the awesome content because they have interviews and uh, reviews. And uh, Stephanie could probably tell you better than me. <laughs> and coming soon, fanfic, original fanfic. So, oh <laughs> yeah, the next level. It's gonna be amazing. No, I don't think that's. No, I think that's a bad idea. Worry. <laughs> Great. Got my heart set on it now. My first pairing's ready and Mike. You'll have to find my screen name first. <laughs> no one will ever guess it. 
<laughs> anyway, um, I'll just keep moseying along. Uh, we are uh, hosted by anchor.fm slash podcast at night. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere where there are podcasts. We are on all the social medias at podcast at night. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook community. We are on Instagram and Twitter. We also have our own Instagrams. I am chaos at night. Carnage is carnage at night. Our social media content manager is Carnage. I do all the graphic design and the merch and sound editing. And that is it. If you would like to support us, but you don't have any cash, we get that because we don't either. (laughs) But we really would appreciate reviews. So please go to iTunes or wherever you listen and leave us a review. Um, If you take a screenshot of it and send it to us at podcastsatnight at gmail.com, we will send you a free vinyl sticker. Um, if you would like to support us and you do have cash, we would love you forever. You could go to our Redbubble store and check out our merch. We have t-shirts, bags, um, cell phone cases, stickers, mugs, just about anything, including coming soon baby onesies. Oh. Once I figure out how to do them. Nice. But I will. <laughs> and I do want to add the design is fantastic. And that's coming from a graphic designer. So mad props oh. there. Thank yeah, you. Great. All that college education paid off. <laughs> I never graduated. <laughs> um, so I think that's it. So I will just say goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. And our special guest, Stephanie, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. This was amazing. Thank you for being with us. Oh, my gosh. Us. Thank you for being with us. It's been stupendous. I'm going to say goodnight from Carnage. And as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats. Wow. <laughs>